I think now more than ever, we all need to be more of a Swiss Army knife, and we all need to have that right balance of knowledge and working experience across the domains of marketing. Um, and sometimes it requires a personal investment of time. You know, the area that I'm always focused on, and I tell my team, it's my Achilles heel is digital marketing. You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a B2B podcast that brings you the juiciest insights from go-to-market leaders and practitioners. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Sunny Side Up podcast. I am your host, Catherine Noonan, and today I am super excited to be talking with Kimberly Kaminsky on CMO's The New Swiss Army Knife. A little bit about Kim. She has over 30 years of technology, marketing, and operational leadership experience. She is currently the CMO for NS1, a leader in smart network control solutions. Before joining NS1, Kim was the VP of Global Marketing at Amplitude. And she also previously led global integrated campaigns and sales development teams at ServiceNow. Kim's expertise spans brand management, go-to-market, product and portfolio marketing, digital demand creation, and partner marketing. She has her BA in journalism and advertising from Northern Illinois University, and her passion is aligning sales, marketing, and product to accelerate business growth. Kim, I'm really excited to be talking with you today. Welcome to the show. Hi, Catherine, and thanks so much for having me back. And would also like to just give a quick shout out to all of our veterans today, since it is Veterans Day, and thank them for their service. Yes, absolutely. Thank you to all of our veterans as well. Kim, you've talked a lot about putting the market back into marketing. How does a strong and empowered leadership team allow a CMO to focus more on market and strategy rather than being tied down running the day-to-day marketing activities? Well, I love this question. I do think many CMOs and their marketing teams have been over-rotated on demand and pipeline creation. And I think that's, you know, absolutely something we've come to expect, particularly in B2B tech. And while pipeline should absolutely be a North Star, I think it's really important to think about the importance of customer experience as competitive advantage for every company today. And given the responsibility of marketing to know the customer intimately, it's natural for the CMO to lead or at the very least be a key partner in that system that drives the company strategy. In, in smaller companies, this can be challenging sometimes, uh, and it does require the CMO to have a strong marketing leadership bench across the key pillars of corporate marketing comms, portfolio and growth and demand and customer marketing as well as setting clear priorities and driving focus for the marketing team. But I think this is where the shift comes from market marketing to market. Um, CMO becomes more of a coach and facilitator when they have a really strong leadership bench and it allows their team to really drive the day-to-day. And this CMO can then pivot in as necessary to roll up her or his sleeves when it's absolutely required. I was thinking about this question and I came across a great article from the chief strategy officer at Deloitte. His name is Steve Goldbach. And a key point that he articulated, which I really love, is that a key element of any company strategy is aligning investments around where to play and how to win. And when you think about it, that's really what the CMO and the marketing and go-to-market teams are chartered to figure out, right? If you don't have that focus, you can find yourself in just we're in a place where you can't deliver, right? Where the team doesn't know what their charter is and they struggle to deliver on the day-to-day. And so 
I think, as Steve said, smart CMOs work across different parts of the organization and make those connections and really focus the organization on targeting customer needs. And then this can then drive that prioritization and focus for the day-to-day marketing activities to shine that yield the greatest ROI. That is all very excellent points. I definitely can see, and kind of from your perspective as well, how this kind of translates into how essential it is for a CMO to have extensive knowledge of all the different domains under their purview as well. Sure. And, you know, it's interesting. When I was interviewing for the CMO role at NS1, I was talking to a lot of different people who asked, are you a brand, are you a product, or are you a demand CMO? And I found that really interesting because many companies at various stages seek out one over the other. And I can see why that would be the case. And many of us do have that one superpower area. Mine is definitely demand, John. And I think now more than ever, we all need to be more of a Swiss Army knife. And we all need to have that right balance of knowledge and working experience across the domains of marketing. Um, And sometimes it requires a personal investment of time. You know, the area that I'm always focused on, and I tell my team, it's my Achilles heel is digital marketing. I think digital marketing, because it's the most rapidly evolving field and it's so technical, it requires a lot of self-study to stay on top of trends and technologies. And so I spend a lot of time um, just reading and learning and staying to other, you know, connected to other marketers who are experts in this field and learning from them. And so... Again, I think no matter what stage of company you're in or how big your company is today more than ever in our economic climate, we need and we have an opportunity as CMOs to be that Swiss army knife and to find that right balance. Very interesting. Mentioned balance, right? You use the word balance. How does this well-balanced approach help in assembling a successful marketing team and building out a winning strategy as well? I think if you don't have at least a working knowledge across all of the domains, it becomes a lot more challenging to identify the right leadership and the right players for your team and also to then, you know, organize the team around a winning strategy. So I think it at least requires being aware of and really acknowledging our blind spots and areas of weakness, which is, you know, can make us a little vulnerable, right? We all as CMOs, I think sometimes it's natural to be like, yes, I've got this all, but I think it's really important to stay humble and vulnerable and acknowledge those blind spots and weak areas and then seek out the best guidance to augment where necessary as it comes to building our teams and marketing strategies. And I think this is a perfect setting for that, right? We're on a, we're on a podcast sharing best practices and lessons learned, and that's one great way to, to stay in touch with trends and learning from other experts in our field. You know, shifting gears here a bit. So we've talked a lot about having this well-balanced approach in the CMO role as you see it. Has the role of a CMO become even more critical considering the current economic climate and competitive pressures where even large organizations are having to do more with less? Absolutely. And in my experience across the years, in companies of all sizes, both public and private, we've seen shifts in the economy in one way or another. But today, it's a unique situation, right? You know, we at NS1 talk about this a lot. Lots of competitive pressure and the need to really focus and know what's working and what's not so that it, it, 
on the chance that we need to adjust our game plan, we're prepared to do that. And I, th- I think this is really where alignment, focus, and prioritization comes into play. And I'll give you some examples in the context of NS1. So at NS1, we are aligned across product marketing, sales, and business development on the go-to-market strategy. And just as a side note, when I was interviewing with NS1, the CEO, Chris Beavers, was very specific in saying that he wanted a CMO that was willing, ready, and able to partner very closely across marketing, sales, business development, and product on go-to-market, and that we didn't just look at go-to-market and sales, but as we call ourselves, the four of us, the box-out squad, because we're always working together and aligned on everything. We don't make major decisions without consulting each other, and we talk every day multiple times a day. And all of that and everything that we determine to be the go-to-market strategy is supported by our marketing plan and our sales plays, which drive engagement and pipeline. When it comes to focus, we are focused on a core set of ICP accounts, which we score and we measure everything across the funnel on these ICP accounts. And we target those across marketing, sales, and development. So again, we're focused and aligned. And then within marketing, in terms of prioritization, we use a real agile planning framework, and that's essentially a mix of always-on and prioritized precision programs. We meet weekly as a cross-functional team across product, marketing, sales development, and sales to review our progress on everything that's in play. We talk about where we need to change or refine, and we make those adjustments. And this alignment, focus, and prioritization has really allowed us to react more quickly to these economic and competitive pressures and adjust our approaches with a lot of fluidity. And it minimizes just a lot of, it really shortens the decision-making process because we have packed with each other that across these four functions, everything we do, we will make decisions together. Love that. And You know, I think that one of the biggest takeaways from what you just mentioned for me is the connection between alignment and agility. The more alignment that you have across teams, the more able you are to uh, quickly adjust in in situations like the economic downturn that we're seeing today. For sure. And it requires just, you know, clarity. And I'll just give one specific point. The CRO, Andy Hershey, and I talk multiple times a day because of the four of us, the two of us are working very actively on marketing and marketing programs and sales plays. And and right from the get-go, you know, he made his point clear and said to me, I don't care about MQLs. Can we agree that pipeline and revenue is our North Star? And that set the tone for how we work together and how we look at kind of our North Star metric and everything aligns under that. So it does, I think, just require that nuanced prescriptiveness in how you have conversations with your key partners in your business and come to a handshake agreement on what you're going to align to. Absolutely. That makes sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. From an account-based marketing and sales perspective, that's the holy grail, right? That, that's music to my ears. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Shifting gears a little bit again, Goodreads, is there a book, blog, newsletter, website, or video that you would recommend to our, our listeners? Well, I've organized a couple things. So in terms of a book, a classic business book I'm just reading now, and I can't believe that I haven't read it until now, but a 
colleague of mine introduced me to it. It is called Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, and it's by Richard Rimmel. So I'm digging into that now. Podcast, and uh, of course, Sunny Side Up, here we are. But another podcast I love is called Revenue Vitals, and it's Chris Walker at Refine Labs. He's got some really great thought leadership around not only marketing attribution, but just aligning around revenue operations. So I love that one. A blog that I've just started following is called Good News Marketing, and it is on LinkedIn, and it's by Debbie O'Brien, who's now the CCO at Snowflake. Debbie and I used to work together at ServiceNow, and she's just created this new blog, and I really love the idea of good news marketing. And then a couple newsletters. I read Marketing Brew, I read Stacked Marketer, and I read a newsletter from an independent strategist named Benedict Evans. And a new one that I just subscribed to, which I really love, is called Visual Capitalist. It's all visual graphics about trend, any kind of trend you can imagine. So would highly recommend checking that out, especially if you are a visual person. And a website and app that I really like is McKinsey Insights. They have both, you know, a web presence and a great app that has a lot of great information just about world trends and whatnot. So those are my recommendations for all things that I read and listen to. Awesome. So I'm definitely jotting a few of those down. You're certainly speaking to me when you mentioned being a visual person. So I'll be checking that out as well. You know, talking about some good people in the B2B space, could you share the names of three inspirational people in the B2B space that you would recommend we bring on the show? Sure. And you asked for three, Catherine, but I'm going to give you four because that's just how I am. I like to go the extra mile. So I'm going to share Jennifer Johnson, also known as JJ. She is my former boss at Amplitude and now the CMO at CrowdStrike. And she is an expert in category creation and is widely recognized for her work in category creation. And then another CMO uh, is Claire Darling. She is the CMO of Skybox, and she and her team are doing some really cool things around whole company focus and alignment on ABM everything, as she calls it. So I think if you haven't met Claire, she'd be a great person to meet. Kian Fawn is a just a genius product marketing leader at Amplitude. He's just such a great thinker. I think he would he'd be a great interview. And last but not least, I would say Stephen Dunstan, who is really a brilliant growth marketer. He's VP marketing at Avoma, and he is a person from whom I have just learned a wealth around growth marketing and product-led growth. Awesome. All right. Well, we will certainly have to reach out to those folks and try to get them on the show as well. Appreciate that. How can people get in touch with you after this podcast? Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn and connect or email me at kkaminsky at ns1.com. And I look forward to hearing from everyone and connecting with anyone who'd like to do so. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. I really enjoyed this conversation, having you on the podcast, not once, but twice. Um, we are, we're pretty lucky to have you as a repeat visitor. And just thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Catherine. And thanks to your team and have a great weekend. Today's episode is made possible by Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands to help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Sunnyside Up. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Demandbase TV. 